the new age golf question. Should you take the time and should you make the effort to be fit for custom clubs? Do you need to wait until you're a 10 handicap or under? Or should you do it at all? Excellent questions. Let's get into it. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf podcast. Great to have you here, where we know that better data always means better golf. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about a topic that's come up a lot recently in discussions. I think it probably stems from... The, the USGA sort of knocking around this whole idea of, you know, reducing the length of ball flies and maybe you know, bifurcation of the rules. So we amateurs play by one rules and the pros play by different rules. And um, I guess the proponents of bifurcation always kind of run up and talk about, you know, baseball, how, you know, baseball bats get heavier and, um, you know, less juiced as the players get more and more skillful and maybe you do the same thing with the golf ball so the golf ball becomes less juiced and goes you know goes you know not as far for professionals all of that so the the discussion then becomes does equipment how big a difference does equipment play in your game and uh, and then along with that do you want to take the time and sometimes even, you know, spend the money to get fit for custom golf clubs? Find out which golf clubs work best for you. So that's kind of the topic today. I think it's an interesting topic. It's one that I've considered and kind of messed with a lot. Frankly, I've, uh, I, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of this in the past. I love technology. I love data. And so I think getting fit is super fascinating. I like to see how different shafts work. I love to see how different shafts and head combinations create different spin rates, uh, all of that stuff, right? Different ball, ball, um, ball speeds, uh, different club head speeds for different shafts. It's all pretty fascinating stuff to me. So when, as far as discussion on the golf ball and bifurcation and all that, kind of, for me at least, not interested. I just don't, I just don't particularly care one way or the other, I don't have a problem when golf professionals shoot really low scores. I don't have a problem when a, a golf course. I don't. I don't see when. I don't see how people getting better at something is ever a problem, right? So, if the equipment's gotten better, great, right? That means we've got super great engineers and we've learned more and we've progressed. And because we've progressed and we've gotten smarter and we've used technology and we've gotten better data and better feedback, we've created better golf clubs. That sounds great, right? That's a miracle. Fantastic. We should embrace that. And that's, I think, what we've done. So when you look at the technology of drivers, I, you know, I played with persimmon drivers, steel shafts when I was growing up. Definitely learned to play the game a little differently now. But I would never go back to that. I love playing with, you know, the, the drivers we have now. I love playing with a driver that can that can hit it further. I, I now, at age 51, hit the ball further than I did at age 16, uh, further than I did at age 20. I mean, so the course, I'm playing the exact same course I played back then when I was younger. 
I, I remember where I used to hit it. I remember the clubs that I used to have into different greens. And we've even moved the tees back at the course I play at. And I'm still hitting it further than I did when I was a younger. And my swing speed, I'm sure, uh, isn't nearly as quick as it was when I was, I was little so or younger. So I, I, I think that's great. You know, for somebody like me, I know that as I get older, I'm going to be able to mess with some swing, um, some shaft, you know, flex. And I'm going to be able to keep distance up and play really well you know, for years to come. I think that's fantastic. I I absolutely think that that's great. And I don't mind if the pros are leveraging that as well. I mean, we've got so much more than just the equipment. I mean, with uh, launch monitors and, you know, TrackMan and all all of these gadgets and things that they can use, they're just getting better. They've got better data, and so they're getting better. And that's kind of the premise behind Data Access Golf. So if you've got better data and you have a way to learn more quickly, then great. Please, I mean... All means, right? Get better. Utilize that. So I would hate to see us sort of say, okay, thanks for getting better, but that's enough. Right? Let's see how far this thing can go. I, I don't care if, if they start shooting in the 50s. That, that just means we've got better technology and the players have figured out how to use it better. And so great. I, I, don't, know, I, I don't know if it's the sort of the older generation of pros with the substandard equipment now that that's getting upset and it's kind of pushing this discussion or what, or if it's, you know, just the USGA freaking out, right. They always seem to get kind of weird about the U S open and setting up the U S open. So they, you know, want to try to control par a little bit, which I, again, I don't, nobody wants to see a golf pro. At least I don't, I don't want to sit down and watch a golf pro um, want to slit his wrists because the golf course is ridiculously set up. I just, that is not good entertainment. I'm not, uh, you know, I just don't hate people that badly. I just don't want people to struggle. We know they're good. We know that they're excellent. We know that they've honed honed their craft. They spent the time. They've they've put in the effort, right? It's their full-time job. They've got an entire team to support and, and, and equipment providers and everything else to support. And they're out there to play well, perform well in front of millions of people who happen to be watching them. That's, I mean, that's a whole nother issue. I mean, why in the world would we want to embarrass these professionals at work? I don't, I don't want anybody coming in here and making fun of the way I do things at work. Nobody wants that. So I don't understand why the, the USGA always has to set up those courses. So they, I mean, right, they always have that discussion where it's like, hey, we want to identify the best golfer this week. Yeah, whatever. No, you don't. When you, when you game a course like that, you just want to make everybody miserable and, and the least miserable person will be the one who wins it, right? But everybody else is miserable. That just doesn't seem like a great outcome. I don't care how big the trophy is and I don't care how, you know, how much money there is or any of that. What's the point? Don't, don't go out and try to embarrass people. Just sort of rules to live by. Don't go out with your sole goal of trying to embarrass people, which I think sometimes the USJ gets into. Anyway, besides, let's go back to the topic. So let the USGA do whatever they want to do. I hope they don't mess with the rules of golf. Just the ones that they've done now to make the game simpler, great. But don't start messing with the equipment again. Um, the long putter was kind of a weird deal. We'll have a, I guess we can talk about that some other time, but that was sort of poorly handled. But either way, anyway. So for, yeah, for us, do we want to get fit? Um, I 
I think getting fit is great. But as many of my previous discussions, I have a bit of a caveat here. If your golf swing isn't very good, and then you go and get fit, right? Those clubs will fit your poor golf swing. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. About, uh, so after I started working with Fred Shoemaker, I had the opportunity of going to be fit. And it was a club manufacturer down in California. They uh, did high-end clubs. I, um, I, I had to use two credit cards to pay for them. But we went into the facility. I mean, that's how much they were. I had no idea. We went into the facility with a friend of ours who knew the owner of the, of the club manufacturer. So we got to go in. It was sort of a special treat. We got to get on the uh, launch monitors. We did everything. They fit us all in. I, and my swing was coming along, but it was not great then. So we got all sort of fit. And we didn't, un, unbeknownst to us, we just thought we were there to kind of experiment with clubs and check them out and stuff. Unbeknownst to us, as our as the numbers came up and they started figuring out what we should be playing, the gang in the back was putting these these custom clubs together. So when it gets all said and done, I've got a custom built set of clubs, and this was probably what five six years ago. So it was kind of before it really became mainstream, and they've got this whole set of clubs. I mean, from driver all the way down through the wedges. And a staff bag and the whole thing. They finished this whole thing, and and now they want me to pay for it. And so that was a woo, that was a a problem, because it was uh, you know PXG type money, and uh, wow. So yeah, I ended up going ahead. I, I I didn't want to embarrass the friend we were with. I didn't want to embarrass the uh, the the club owner, and and they put so much work in. There was just a real miscommunication, and it was an expensive one, and it wasn't worth the. It wasn't worth embarrassing everybody. Thank you. I'm just living right, living my own philosophy. It wasn't worth embarrassing anybody, so I just I I took them. I also knew that because they were so expensive, I would be playing these clubs for the next four four to five years of my life just to justify it. Right. So, anyway, I I did move out of them about. Uh, well, I, I had to make some adjustments to them. That's kind of part of the story. So. I took the clubs and we go back. They actually actually took us out to a range and we had the tour van come and they, they sort of dialed them in even more, especially the hybrids and the fairway wood, dialed it in even more. And so those were my clubs. Well, as, as it would happen with uh, the better information and input coming from Fred Shoemaker and from um, you know, bits of technology and devices and things like that, my golf swing got better. And lo and behold, when my golf swing got better, these clubs weren't the best fit for me anymore. And so I went back in and got refit, had to switch out the shafts and all the clubs, uh, make some adjustments. And, and that's, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's a good problem to have. You got better, so you have to have, you know, better clubs. But when you, I would say this, go in and get fit to, to match up your game as best as it is now, but please realize that as we work on stuff and as you get better at golf, there's a very real possibility that you're going to have to be refit, right? Because club head, your club head speed could increase, right? And, and if your club head speed increases, then you've got to look at the shafts and see how much flex they have in those shafts. And um, a lot of 
a lot of folks and, and my club head speed increased because I just got on plane. When you're not on plane and you're making all sort of these sort of random movements, in order to get the club face back to the ball, you've got to make some sort of weird adjustments and any sort of weird adjustment in your golf swing is going to reduce your swing speed, which is why we talk about always getting on plane. Once you're on plane, you can kind of go back and let it just go, just rip it because nothing has to be manipulated or contrived to get back to the back of the ball. So you pick up swing speed. So as we work on getting our swings, our, our planes right, then our swing speed will increase. Well, if our swing speed increases enough, and in my case it did, then we're going to have to go out and look at new shafts, right? We're going to see a lot of weird stuff. When you've got the wrong shaft, then you can have all kinds of problems in your golf swing. And you can have all kinds of, of, of missed shots in your golf swing when the shafts don't fit for you. So that would be my own sort of concern. But then once your swing is kind of in a good place and you know it's in a good place, then it's been very easy to be fit for a new set of clubs because I know what works for me now. And the heads don't really matter that much uh, to my game. I have a certain feel that I like and so I sort of stick with that feel and I know which shafts work for me now. And so we set the clubs up. I, I take a few swings on, on a, a launch monitor just to make sure the spin rates are all right and it's good. We're all good at that point. So. Once your swing is in good, a good place and you get fit, that usually stays in a pretty good place unless, you know, technology starts jumping ahead again and then we'll have to take an adjustment. So um, that's, sort of, that's sort of how I feel about it. I think being fit for clubs is fantastic and with all the new technology, absolutely do it. And, and, and the last reason to do it, that I think there's a lot of times when we happen to get a set of clubs that doesn't fit us. Right, So when you buy a set of clubs off the rack or somebody hands you a set of clubs and you don't want to have to go buy a new set of clubs, so you have this set of clubs that's just been handed to you and, and you don't know necessarily if they work for you or not and frankly you don't care because you're not going to spend the money anyway, well then we've got a problem because you're probably going to make some adjustments in your golf swing to make the clubs work. And those adjustments in your golf swing to make the clubs work may not be really how you should be swinging the club. And, and not only just on plane or whatever, but I mean, as far as speed, as far as movement, as far as downswing, as, as far as your back, I mean, everything can be affected by putting a, a bad swing because you've got a bad club to try to generate a good shot. So I, there is, I do have some concern with people who are just playing clubs that have been handed to them and they don't know if they're supposed to work for them or not. So if you're going to go off, if you're going to go in and buy off the rack, at least let the guys, um, you know, put you on a monitor and kind of see what your swing speed is and kind of get an idea so they can put you in at least the right kind of flex and maybe something that works for you and check your spin rates a little bit. They'll do that for nothing. If you go any of the, any of the golf shops now, they'll basically just do that for nothing to sell you, to sell you a set of clubs that works for you. So you don't have to go completely freak out custom, but at least get some kind of checkup to make sure that the clubs that you have fit how you swing or how you want to swing, how you should be swinging, and, and don't manufacture and change your swing to kind of fit a golf club. I don't think that that's ever a good idea. Make sure that the golf club is fitting what feels good for you and what works for you. I just think long term, we're going to be a lot better there. And then if there's some bad habits and stuff, we'll deal with that with the data that we can work on later. So. Um, if you've been fit for clubs, great. As you get better, you may have to change, get refit. And if you haven't been fit for clubs, go and make sure that they kind of work for you right now. But knowing full well that when you get better 
and your swing speed picks up, you may have to be really fit. And I think being really fit when your swing's in great shape is a great way to go. So hopefully that's helpful for somebody. Great topic today. Really appreciate it. I thought that it was an interesting, uh, interesting conversation for sure that I've had a number of times with different people. So definitely get fit in those particular situations and make sure that you get enough data to make sure that you've got clubs that work for you. Aaron Stewart signing off for Data Access Golf Podcast, where we believe and know better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.